grateful. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. It's so good to be with you this morning. Just give you a little bit of an update. Uh, my mother-in-law fell. She broke her leg, uh, kind of like the ball joint in her hip. And so uh, the last two days was spent caring for her. So I'm sorry. Uh, well, by caring for her, I mean, I was watching all four kids the last two days uh, as she went to the hospital. And so I was able to get other work done, but coming to the church and trying to get this out to you, I didn't know how that would go. <laughs> so anyways, it's so good to be back with you this morning. Why don't we have some coffee? We'll pray and we'll get into the Lord's word. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the blessing it is to be in your word. We thank you for the joy of our salvation. We thank you for Jesus Christ. And we pray, God, that as we read your word this morning, that your Holy Spirit, Father, we plead with you that your Holy Spirit might teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're at Genesis chapter 7. Genesis chapter 7 this morning. Sorry, all my papers here are falling all over the place. All right, Genesis chapter 7. By the way, I'm just going to put this out there for you. Uh, a helpful thing, here's my Bible reading plan that I'm doing this year. I'm doing the chronological Bible reading plan. And then also I have a couple prayer lists in my Bible. Um, it's a helpful marker, so you just remember to pray. So uh, Genesis chapter 7, here we go. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark. You and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You shall take with you seven of each of every clean animal, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female, also seven of each bird of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of all the earth. For after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth forty days and forty nights, and I will destroy from the face of all the earth all living things that I have made. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood waters were on the earth. So Noah, with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives, went into the ark because of the waters of the flood of clean animals, of birds that are unclean, sorry, of animals that are unclean, of birds and of everything that creeps on the earth. Two by two they went into the ark to Noah, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventh day of the month, on that day, all the foundations of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was on the earth forty days and forty nights. On the very same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them, entered the ark. They and every beast after its kind, all cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort. And they went into the ark to Noah, two by two, of all flesh in which is the breath of life. 
So those that entered male and female of all flesh went in as God had commanded them, and the Lord shut him in. Now the flood was on the earth forty days. The waters increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth, and the ark moved about on the surface of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly on the earth, and all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. The water prevailed fifteen cubits upward, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved on the earth, birds and cattle and beasts and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth and every man, and all whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life, all that was on the dry land died. So he destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping things and bird of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive, and the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. Well, we need to ask ourselves, A, what's this about? B, what's the best verse to summarize this? And C, what's the impact? What are we called to do in our own lives? Well, what is this about? Is this God bringing the judgment? God had told us the condition in chapter 6 that he had looked upon man and the thoughts of man's heart were only evil continually, that the wickedness of man was great upon the earth, and yet Noah found favor with God. And so God gives Noah instructions for building the ark, tells him the dimensions, tells him what he's to do, and Noah, that preacher of righteousness, that man of faith, walks before God and for Over a hundred years, he builds that ark. And God tells him here, it's not just two animals of every kind, as we had read in chapter 6, but here in chapter 7, he says, for the clean animals, he wants seven. I'm guessing this is seven male, seven female. And so he he doesn't want just two by two, but he he wants to make sure that, that the land is going to be repopulated. Now, again, rain hasn't been mentioned before. There's no part in the story before this saying that there ever had actually been rain. And so I wonder if Noah had been mocked as he had been warning and preaching people, preaching to people about the wrath that God was going to bring. But there as he's building that ark, God is giving him instructions and he Every time he's nailing in, every time he's putting a a joint together, every time he's lining it with pitch, he's doing so trusting that God is true to his word, that he is going to bring judgment, that he is going to do these things. And so Noah believes God, it's righteousness. And that righteousness plays out. And when the great day comes, when the flood waters come, and it seems like it's coming from the bottom up and from the top down, when it seems like the, the groundwater is rising up and the heavens open their storehouses, the Lord shuts them in. 
He brings all the animals and he brings the families. He brings these eight souls onto the ship and there on the ark. It says the Lord shut him in. Did you pick that up in verse 16? So those that entered male and female, all flesh went in as God had commanded him and the Lord shut him in. The waters prevailed. So much so that the tops of the mountains were covered. Now you might think that I'm just some type of country bumpkin and that's okay I probably am but I actually believe this story and I love getting to take my children to the national parks and show them the Grand Canyon I love showing them rock formations in Arizona and and going through New Mexico and and seeing the badlands and 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 going throughout or that's in Arizona also but showing them these amazing geological structures that had to have been created by some type of cataclysmic event. Slow erosion doesn't seem to make sense to me because if that sedimentation is real, then it should be gone by now if it's as old as what some of the geologists are saying. The wind and the rain today should wipe it out. But it seems as if it's new. I have no doubt, and geologists whether you're a creation geologist or, or an uh, old earth geologist or an evolutionary geologist, everybody believes that this was done by wind and by rain and tectonic plate shifts and by volcanic eruption, maybe even some by uh, meteorite impacts. The question is, how quickly did it happen? Well, if the whole entire earth was covered, this is... It's either 190 days or 110 days total. If you have that much water swishing through, going through, eroding, creating canals, if, if this can happen that quickly, so many things are explained. I know we're on a rabbit trail here, but I want to put us in that scenario. I want you to think about when Mount St. Helens erupted. Think about all the news coverage. Think about the lives lost. Think about the danger. Think about the, just the sheer magnitude of the destruction. Huge, huge canyons created in a moment. Lakes completely changed for the rest of their lives. Ancient trees literally turned on their heads. If you don't believe me, go look at pictures just go look at pictures of Mount St. Helens and, and see, Google it, right right after this, just Google it, Mount St. Helens geological changes. And if that could happen in just one moment, this is just a matter of weeks, imagine what, the, what it would be like when that rain started coming and coming and coming, and coming, and for 40 days, it didn't stop flooding, it didn't stop raining, and and could you imagine the panic that would be in the people's hearts? That is what we deserve every single day. The only reason why I am not wiped off the face of this earth, and you are preserved, is because God is gracious. We're going to especially see this in the, in the next two chapters. But it is God's mercy that he even saved Noah. 
because he was a man of righteousness, a man of faith, a preacher of righteousness, because he believed God and trusted in him. The Lord put him in the ark and he saved him, him and his whole family. So, what is this passage about? The Lord shut them in. The Lord saved them. What are we called to do? Our ark is Jesus Christ. Right? It is Jesus Christ who saves us. Do we believe that God has given us today a way of salvation? Do we believe today that there is one who has come and has given rest to our souls? Noah's name means rest. Do we rest in Jesus Christ? Do we have comfort for our souls? Do, do we have that same righteousness as Noah because it's a righteousness by faith? Clinging to Jesus Christ. And maybe the Lord in your life is calling you to be a preacher of righteousness. Maybe in your life you have to wrestle and think through things and maybe even speak up to your loved ones, to your family members, to your friends, standing for truth, standing for righteousness, knowing that their wrath might come, but you've been saved from the wrath of God. Would you cling to Christ? Would you find shelter in his protection? Let's pray. O Lord, you are our rock and our refuge, our strength and our fortress. Lord, we thank you that you have saved us. Father, we pray that as we rest in you, that you might comfort us, that we would trust in your goodness, hold to your promises. We can't do this on our own. We need your Holy Spirit to do this. Lord, we pray that you would reform our hearts. Let us trust in you and walk in your ways more. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, may the Lord bless you. May you marvel at his grace, favor, and mercy. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural Southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.